Bloated Scarecrowman. Oh, fucking hell. Holy balls. I was in a good mood until you brought that up. Well, I can make you feel good again. No. Can no, you can't. I can make you feel good again without my mouth. You've tried, and you've got hands like fucking frozen sausages. I... <laughs> and it's just, you can't grip. <laughs> Imagine having frozen just, sausages for fingers. Everything's just sliding around. Great right for buttons. Like you can press buttons all day long. It's pressure in the wrong places. <laughs> Good lord. No pleasure in that. Well, there is pleasure in the big damn cast. Hello, Welcome everybody. Nerdy news, geeky gossip, all the news is fit to occupy your time whilst we spiral towards oblivion. My name is Chris. Don't go breaking my heart, Johnson. My name is Matt. I get a nip Watson. That's almost Vic and Bob club singer style. Something about Rocket Man. Hey! I actually started going, what's he doing? What is he doing? He's doing Rocket Man. Um, we are here to talk this week about uh, remakes, specifically remakes. looking at the Child's Play in 2019 remake, what works about modern remakes, what doesn't work, and, and using Child's Play as an example, we're also going to be talking a little bit more about remakes with a surprise task that I'm going to put forward to young Matthew, and okay. it's time, plus your emails, but emails. first, Matthew, man yes. with the plan, yes. Shan with the flan. Can we? Don't bring Shan into this. We can, well, you know, she loves that plan. <laughs> she loves the plan to Shan. What is on the new um, docket for the year of our Lord, 2019, the end of the month of June? A couple of little things. Uh, nothing too concrete, but... They've not found the murderer yet. No. no. Uh, we do have um, a lot of rumours going around, a lot of speculation. I don't think anything been hard confirmed as of yet. I'm always hard when it's confirmed. But it looks like the Wachowskis are prepping to return for a Matrix film. Yeah, now this has been doing the mill a lot of the last few years. Yeah. Uh, Matrix is Warner Brothers, isn't it? And there's been people touting toward doing a prequel at one point. There's been uh, talk of a fourth one in the series. With the Wachowskis either giving their blessing to certain concepts or skirting with being involved. But yeah, it's, it's been building back up that something is about to happen. Yeah, so basically this comes out of um, a comment in an interview by Chad Starleske, who is the director of the John Wick movies oh. and was also Keanu's stuntman, Keanu's for, the stuntman for The Matrix. Yeah. Did a lot of stunt work on The Matrix. Uh, all of them. All three of them. Um, you can, so, tell, you can tell which shots he's in because Neo isn't going, whoa, he's going, wow, So I imagine that's how he talks. He, oh, shush, fucking internet pop-up video. Um, he commented in an interview. <laughs> that was him. That, that was the director. Um, yes. <laughs> You're talking about me, boys. Uh, so he, Howie. 
Oh, wait! It's um, me, the director of John Wick! He made a comment in an interview which he, he since said has been out of uh, taken out of context, but uh, he said that he's super happy that the Wachowskis are not just doing a Matrix, but they're expanding what we all loved. Um, and this cut is in line with reports. I'm sure out. that was taken out oh, of context. Definitely out of context. I'm not sure how. The sentence where he sets up they're doing something with the Matrix yes. that's new. Um, oh god! But apparently it's uh, it is in the pipeline. Zach Penn is on the screenplay, and Michael B. Jordan is going to be in it. Right. Um, whether it's a sequel, remake, reboot, story set during the time of the Resistance, yeah. before the first one, but not necessarily with the same characters. Uh, rumors are that they have got the Wachowskis back for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been in pre-production for a while under the working title of Project Ice Cream, <laughs> and apparently looking to start shooting uh, in the first half of 2020 in Chicago. Matrix art director Hugh Bater is also working on it. So whatever's occurring, we're about to find out more soon, regardless, based on that production window. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I where do you think they're going to go with it? Because I it kind of. <laughs> It's one of those series where the first film says everything it needs to say and ends on a perfect note for that story. Two and three are optional and expand the world for those who wanted to see more yeah. of it. The Animatrix is a really fucking cool experiment that does add stuff to the series, but also is sort of its own thing. To the point where some of Reloaded and Revolutions don't make sense without the Animatrix. Yeah, um, oh they were really banking on people getting into the home video market, weren't they? And being and like, oh, we all watch the animation. They were really banking on people playing Enter the Matrix. God, I played Enter the Matrix. I it might, was a game. I might track a copy of that down, you know. Um, I, think, I think you can two-player it at some portions. Possibly. I'm pretty sure you can, you can have, like, there's a driving section not too long before the beginning. I'm pretty sure I two-played that where one of us drove and the other one shot that right. stuff. I'm about to track down a copy of the Ooh. GameCube version for my growing... Um, GameCube Kalang. My Gam. growing retro collection. Um, what controller are you playing on? Uh, I have a adapter that lets. If I'm playing on my Wii, that just straight up takes GameCube controllers. Dirty. If I am playing on the Wii U via Homebrew Magic, there's an a, there's a USB adapter that they released for Smash Brothers, which where's you the, can just plug. Where's the GameCube um, control port on the Wii? Is it in the back? On. Most models, there's a flap on top. When it's stood up on its end, yeah, there's a flap on top. So as we're looking at it now, the oh snap! Because I've got this, yeah. I've got the exact same model Wii as you, and I, I didn't realize it was in there. They did remove it on later models. Oh. So it depends when you got your Wii. Uh, I got mine uh, in a Wii Fit bundle with the board. Which Wii Fit? First one. Probably still has it. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, just sorry. go home and sorry, check. Buddy. We're just talking just, about tech. Just go home. Oh. And check your flaps. Um. Do you have them? What is underneath them? So yeah, can you put um, things into them? There was talk when this was first (laughs) very concealed (laughs) Um, (laughs) under tight lock and key. The tight flaps are tightly hidden. There was when this first started bouncing around and Michael B. Jordan was connected. It everyone thought, oh, they're going to do a Morpheus prequel because, of course, there can only be one black character in the entirety of the Matrix. Um, oh, the same way that when there was like, this kid is playing the character of Omar in the Charles Play remake, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, he must be Mike Norris's son. <laughs> like, nope, they're not remotely related. You racist. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, well, not racist, just 
very well, ignorant like people. Every every time very someone minded. Every time someone black gets cast in the in the Star Wars sequel trilogy, it's like, are they related to Lando Calrissian? Oh god! Every time someone, uh, every time a female guest star gets cast in New Doctor Who, they go, "Is she playing the Rani?" It's <laughs> like, what? Did you see what? the tweet that Mandip Gill put out of um, Jodie Whittaker on her birthday? Jodie Whittaker's birthday. Also, Jodie Whittaker is thirty-seven. I don't believe that for a second. Actually, no. I tell you what. I know it sounds weird. I do in Broadchurch. I believe that she's in her mid to late thirties, like in Broadchurch. But just, I can't get my in head Do- around in that. Doctor Who, she just seems so tiny and youthful. I can't and get my head around it. Yeah, like she's what? She'll be like the fourth youngest person playing the role. Mm. She's not even near the bottom. Like it's Matt, Peter, D. Um, David was in his early mid thirties when he I think started. So, so Jodie would be like the the fourth. Yeah, Jodie would be like the fourth youngest to play the part. Madness. I wonder how old McGann was when he got the role. Timeless. Oh yeah. The way he's always been. I've had several paintings in many um, attics around the world. <laughs> Back up paintings. It's just what I do. I um, scatter them and stay youthful. We should, but, hire, we should hire Phoenix to redub those lines, shouldn't we? But on the subject of remakes we'll and reboots... We'll pay him in Power Rangers gifts, he'll love it. Before we get into Giles' play... Aye. And Power Rangers gifts. Um, Taika Waititi is apparently lined up to um, have a crack <laughs> at a... <laughs> laughing the way I know, right? At an animated Flash Gordon movie. Ah! Under the 20th Century Fox banner at Disney. <clears throat> okay. Well... Thor Ragnarok was basically a very elaborate backdoor pilot into a Flash Gordon-esque Well, this story is time. kind of why the way this has come from. I don't hate that. Um, it also seems, again, a little narrow-minded. Like, that guy sort of did Flash Gordon in that thing, so let's get him to do it. Well, it's I like, think this is eh. him... Doesn't always work out. This might be him chasing after it, so... Oh, so it could be a passion project, uh, and, and that passion for that property was visible in previous projects. But it's been, it's been bouncing around. Hmm. Oh, Flash uh, has been for a while. Out for donkeys, the, yeah. um, the, Sam Jones has talked about the fact that he was approached to voice him in something at one point. Yes, and, and there was another one that was meant to be like a passing of the torch kind of project. So that would be a continuation of the seventies movie, and it's just like okay, I think you, I think you just do it again. Like the seventies movie is an update Pretty of much. the comic books and, and serials that it's based on. So just do if you're gonna remake it, just remake it. I mean, it could just be producing, but the, mm. the the rumors are that he's looking to direct or write. Um, Julius Avery, who all right, I'm um, Ming the Merciless. How yeah. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Tiger! We need to play Ming the Merciless in that shirt. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. I mean, I'd watch the hell out of it. Um, so. If Korg can pull off that look as well, I'm sure right. Ming the Merciless could. I love that they did that. Julius... Korg, in Endgame, Korg's just dressed as Taika Waititi. Brilliant. Julius Avery, who wrote Over- Overlord. Oh, yeah! Our, our sort of, um, what's it? Secret little... Yeah! Love, secret was, little love fest of a horror movie. That was, that was real good. Overlord oh. was real good. Um, apparently, he's been working on a new script. Okay. But that was for... The live action um, Iteration, sort of iterations yeah. that have had at various points um, uh, Matthew Vaughn writing attached. it uh, and uh, people like J.D. Payne, Patrick McKay, Stephen E. D'Souza, etc., etc., all 
handing in drafts. Can you see Matthew Vaughan doing Flash Gordon? He was attached to right, so I don't know. Oh, right, okay. But even yeah, so, probably not. Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughan, maybe. But Matthew Vaughan on his own, I'm not sure. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if we... Like, Flash Gordon's a great property. I don't know if we need another live-action one. I think Matthew Vaughan would turn it into a parody. Yeah. Yeah. Which, it, which works, for, I mean, one, which works for one film yeah. and then doesn't when you keep going. Kingsman! Uh, kick ass, but you know, it, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate Matthew Vaughan, but I just. I don't know if we need a live action Flash Gordon right now. An animated one tickles my taste buds more. Like that gets me more excited. The thought of an animated movie based on that property, and don't do the, don't do it as a. Here's how he becomes Flash Gordon. Like he becomes you know the savior of the universe. Do it in media res. Yeah, and just bring us into that world, and and you know sort of. Take take the take note from Guardians because that's the closest thing I can think of to a modern Flash Gordon esque story. Yeah, because Star Lord being very much a man of Earth, like out in the middle of all that stuff, dealing with it, you know, go that route. Um, but don't cast Chris Pratt, please, please people, please don't cast Chris. Please don't Pratt. cast him. Um, you know, so. Animated, yeah. Taika Waititi, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not... Is the world crying out for a Flash Gordon movie? Is the world crying out for anything, really? Yeah. Peace, love. Was the world... Was the world crying out for a Child's Play remake? It was not. But the movie industry has been since 2007. So... Remakes are popping, boys and girls. They're here, there, and everywhere. And as you know, last week we reviewed extensively the Charles Play remake. Um, yeah, talked about it quite a lot. Actually. We got really balls deep in it. Yeah, people never gave us feedback on it. Though, no, no, no. It's like, it's like people were listening to something else. Yeah. Um, so you know, know so, so spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're not going to delve massively deep in spoilers for the new one, but we we will not shy away from them. So if, if you, yeah, you we're going to get into some things. Yeah, and we're going to be talking spoilers for the original Child's Play, and maybe some of the Chucky movies as well, and also some other films. So just be prepared. Yes, uh, in the words of uh, Jeremy Irons and Jim Cummings, spoilers are bound for various things from this point on. Be aware. Yeah, it's like being out in the real world. People are going to talk about stuff, and you might hear it and go, oh, oh I didn't need to know that yet. Yeah. Uh, but that's what listening to podcasts is, folks. It's voluntary torture for the ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, the Charles Play remake came out, and... Um, hmm, ha, well... I think it was mostly successful, as yeah. we covered. I... Um, I, I as I said, like I, I thought it was a really great sci-fi horror movie that was held down by its need to be ticking boxes to make it a child's play yeah, remake. that absolutely was the weakest part of it. Yeah, when it, it was when like it a lot in live action. Yeah. Every time it was like, we need to hit a note from the original, I was underwhelmed. Every time it did its own thing, I was like, this is great, do more of this. It had so many of its own new, fresh ideas and repeated yeah. so little of what had come before that it felt weird when it did repeat those things it was Ghostbusters 2016 in a sense like there's a fun movie yeah, in there yeah, but then yeah. every now and again it's like here's how they get Ecto-1 it's oh, like yeah. oh like the car from the original mm. now I just want to watch the original 
Here's where they find the logo. Well, you're in luck because Ghostbusters 3 is the movie that you as a fan have been demanding. I've been demanding any new Ghostbusters <laughs> movie. Ever. Please. It's, it's one of my top five favourite films ever and I've never demanded anything beyond one. that yeah. one and the pre-existing Ghostbusters 2, which is alright. Um, Ghostbusters 2 is pretty good. It is. I don't get the. In America, it's really hated for some reason. People do not like Ghostbusters too. I don't get it. It's more. It's more of the thing you like. It isn't an egregiously repetitive sequel. Well, that's that's the biggest criticism I see of it. It's just like it's more. It's Ghostbusters again. It's like yes, yeah, yes, it, it is. It's definitely nowhere near as good as the first. But it also isn't a bad movie. No. So it's like... I like it a lot. It's it's more of... And that's what you can do with the remake. That's that's why when this Child's Play remake was announced initially, it didn't sound like a horrible idea because the franchise had been dormant for a few years. 2007, Dom Mancini reveals that he's in talks to remake the franchise, starting with a remake of Child's Play. Brad Dourif talked about it in 2008 to... I think it was... It'd be weird uh, if it started with the remake of Child's Play 3. Of course. <laughs> Especially at that Ooh. time. Oh, this is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. And this is for fun. Did we need the close-up shot of him grabbing his crotch? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> I needed it specifically me. Stop, stop, stop talking about killer dogs, Marky. <laughs> um, presto, you're bald. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. In case you don't know, folks, I fucking love this series. So I I, I was sceptical a lot about the remake, a video but... series on it or something. Yeah, in a way, like a watch of some sort, uh, which we should probably do a new entry for, if you think about it. We'll do when it comes out on home uh, media. Yeah, I am buying it. You can buy it. <laughs> we'll rent it. We'll borrow it. We'll so we can it. hold it, put it in put it in the scene somewhere. And then put it I'll get hold of a copy. <laughs> I have my ways. Uh, Don Monsignor was originally uh, attached to a remake slash reboot of the franchise. Brad Dourif in 2008 talked to, I think it was bloody disgusting about it, saying like, yeah, it's happening. I've I've read a script for it. It's pretty great. It's very similar to the original, but certain things are different. It works for this time. Uh, I am involved. I'm going to be voicing him. People are like, you're going to be playing Charles Lee Ray in it. And he's like, you'll have to wait and see. So belief was that perhaps Charles Lee Ray was going to have less of a physical part and the doll was going to be much more prominent and as a vessel, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, so it's like, okay, it's only been three, four years at that point since the last Chucky movie. Remakes are usually in vogue at that point, and that is why it never happened. Because after the Friday the 13th remake in 2009 and the Nightmare on Elm Street remake in 2010, both of them suffered critically and financially. Universal and MGM, who obviously were on a joint effort for the first Chucky movie being remade, because MGM owned that one, Universal owned the rest of them. Yeah. Um, they both went, Yeah, we're not doing this. Like, it doesn't work, so we're not going to do it. So that was why it was left alone, and that was why Don Mancini eventually convinced Universal to give him a low budget, let him do a straight-to-DVD entry, carry it on the series. Thus we got Curse of Chucky, thus they made a shitload of money on a home video release, thus we got Call of Chucky a few years later, making them more money on a home video release. So much so that Universal are like, yeah, no, we're going to be making another Chucky film at some point. And Sci-Fi and Don Mancini are like, we're releasing a TV show later this year. City. The rumours are San Diego Comic Con's going to feature like a reveal of some sort, either the launch of production teaser or a trailer, and they've actually been quietly shooting some stuff. Not recently, though, because Don Mancini came to the UK to watch one of the Spice Girls concerts. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? Why not? Um, but yeah, so it's... Charles Blair's a remake isn't necessarily a terrible idea, but knowing the series is going strong, it's like, what's the point? 
We know what the point is. Money! money. We've got to have money. All of it, please. MGM and Orion Pictures. Well, MGM definitely fucking need it. So this film... Oh, God, yeah. So this film, Charles Play, gets made and released. And, and the thing the thing with it is, it's not... Like we've said, it's not a bad movie at no, all. No, I think it's It's pretty, a really cool sci-fi horror concept using modern technology as a point to create horror. It's a re- I think it's a good, fun, brisk, solid horror movie. Hmm. It's problem... The overriding one is it... The shadow of its of its predecessor of its originator yeah, hanging over absolutely. it. Absolutely, um, If but if Buddy the Buddy doll were not called Chucky and it was just called Buddy yep. and it didn't look like a Cabbage Patch Kid or a My Buddy doll from the seventies and it looked more like a you know Texter or or a Robo Sapien kind of thing like an like an Ashley O from Black Mirror kind of dealio with a bit more mobile. If it looked like that, if the lead characters weren't called Andy and Karen Barkley and there wasn't a detective Mike Norris. It would exist in its own bubble. What if it looked like a Bratz doll? And it'd be... Oh, even that. Do you know what I mean? No, no, but like, just that wide <laughs> head, like, thinner body, yeah, kind yeah. of walking around. That'd be great. And and then it would be a new killer doll for a, a very sort of popular subgenre of, of horror based on things coming to life. Like, it'd be like, oh, wow. It's like Chucky, but with technology. And the, like you said before we recorded, you went, they could still call it Child's Play. Oh, yeah. Because the premise is there and MGM own that title. And there you go. It's like, yeah. God, they totally could. They absolutely could. They absolutely could. And if they played fair with Don Mancini, fuck it. They could do a crossover at some point if they wanted. They their, could make that work. Their problem being, though, that the Child's Play name, because they're looking to get people who have nostalgia for the original... The child's play name is so intrinsically connected to Chucky yeah. as a character, yeah, uh, or, a, or a version of Chucky, that because this film is completely—it's not the same. It's not even technically a character, but um, that they have to—they have to use that, or they feel they have to use that because otherwise they won't have that leverage. I think mm. that's a mistake on, on their part, um, mm. but. I mean, even just even the attitude of it yeah. all as well kind of didn't help the releasing it at the same time as Toy Story 4. Yeah, the marketing just came across as... Bitter. Yeah. They've done another one. Annabelle Comes Home comes out this coming... Um, oh, yeah. This that weekend. looks like it might be okay. They've released a teaser poster, Child's Play, of her the glass of her cabinet smashed, her head removed, and a butcher knife stuck in the neck, and Chucky's reflections mirrored in part of the glass, and, it, and the tweet read, Chucky's already home see the number one horror movie in America, America's number one horror movie in theatres right now, buy your tickets here, and it's just like, America's what are number you doing, one? It's the only horror movie in American cinemas. Annabelle Comes Home, despite two-week predecessors, like, it, that's going to make way more money it's than It's going to make Charles all Play the money remake. in the world. And that's what I'm saying, like, instead of just putting out a Child's Play remake, the business decision probably should have been, let's create a new thing and, yeah. and market it. Because like, the marketing for Child's Play is been really sparse here in the UK. It's yeah. just been Instagram ads here in the UK, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. But in the US, it's been really creative and, like I said, a bit bitter, a little bit too cynical in places with the Toy Story stuff. But, like, it's interesting. And they've gone for it. Like, they've had a Kazlan website running for nearly a year now. Yeah. There's been a viral marketing tie into it. And, you know, they, they, you just create a new thing that could fit into that. Um, but this, this brings me on to the topic of, like, what makes a, a what makes a worthwhile remake? What remakes work and why? Well, I think you've got two 
you've got two categories of remake, basically. Mm-hmm. And that is, you've got the... This is... We are, we are redoing a, a re-adaptation mm. of the same source material. Mm. Be it a previous film yeah. or a book. Well, no, no, no. no. Like, so, film. to go for my... The, my my example is... The greatest remake of all time. The greatest remake of all time, which is Uncap the Thing. Mm-hmm. It's as much a... Although it is kind of a remake of the Howard Hawks 50s thing from another world, mm. it is also a, a primarily a new adaptation, adaptation of, of... Who Goes There. Uh, who Goes There. Yeah, the, which is the... Which is the novel. Novel which Thing from another world is based on. Which Thing from world is based on, yeah. very loosely. Mm. Um, so that's, your, that's one category of remake. The other category of remake is where you do straight up remake a film. Mm. So it's a film that's not oh, necessarily gotcha, based right. on yeah. something. Yeah. You're you're doing a new version. So almost like you're adapting an old film. So Shaft. Shaft. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, which has had three, three versions. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and the 90s The Invasion. No, no, because there's a 90s one as well. There's a 90s one too? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, so there's four of them then. Because the, the Daniel Craig, Nicole Kidman invasion. The is invasion is, yeah. yeah. And there was a TV Bloody show hell. which uses. How many more the... do you need? Oh, yeah. But the, um, fir- the first one in that. But that's what I'm saying. There's no, there's no strict followers to why it could work. But the, the one with. Um, is it Donald Sutherland? Yeah, the 70s one. Yeah. That one worked because they recontextualized the concept yes. of it. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is old school sci fi horror. Featuring pod people replacing real people in the world, and somebody unearths that it's happening and tries to warn everybody. And it was based sort of on um, world war kind of infiltration paranoia and and whatnot. The seventies one uses things like sort of the cold the fear of the cold war, and again like Russia infiltrating America and Soviet interference, and uses that kind of as, as its reason to exist at that time, and it just moves it into a modern day setting. So it resonated again with a whole new audience as yeah. a result because of that. Um, you know, like there's certain things like that where the update just sort of means that the tale becomes a bit more... It, the tale is so timeless, it just needs the right setting. Oh, you know what? I'm completely wrong. I'm completely wrong. Oh, about wrong. the Val Kilmer one? Uh, well, yeah, Val Kilmer's not in the 90s one. Oh. Um, but also, Body Snatcher, Image of the Body Snatcher is based on a novel. Oh, oh. Oh, the, the body, the body snatches. All right, all right, all right. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street. There's an example. Yes, that's one, that's one derived directly from yes. the film. Um, and and it doesn't, you know, reasons a remake can be a good decision. If a storyteller has a a take on it that makes the material resonate better with audiences, like yeah. the first film doesn't necessarily have to be a bad film. But it, but it misses an opportunity, and someone else has an idea of yeah. But what if? Or is it? Or is an it update out. thing where this? Yeah. The, the, this film has a message which could be uh, very appropriately updated to reflect today's society, mm-hmm. which yeah. is what they did with Body Snatchers. Yeah. Not the seventies mm-hmm. one at least. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> They did it with... Yeah, because Invasion didn't really have it at all. They did it with The Day the Earth Stood Still. Yeah. Not necessarily to, successfully. Yeah, to but they they uh, thingy effect. Yeah, they, they took the idea of it being 
a warning against nuclear war from the 50s one and changed it to a warning against global warming and environmentalism. Yeah. Um, in the the two 2010s one with... I am Cartoon. Keanu Reeves. Whoa. I think it was pre-2010s, actually. 2000... Yes, it would have been because I saw it. This is when I saw it. Yeah. I saw it on my way back... I had uh, an afternoon and most of an evening to kill after I auditioned for Mount View ah. in 2008, it would have been. So you were knocking about London. So I was knocking about London. I had a few hours to kill, so I went to a cinema. And paid and £400 I... for popcorn. And a further £400. I think I was in the bum end of London, so I think it was relatively uh, cheap. And I, right. and I watched Davies and stuff, and I was like, that was... Fine. This exists. That was fine. I think of a remake that responded to the popular culture at the time. 2011's Fright Night was a yes. response to popular culture. Yes. So the original Fright Night is an 80s horror classic starring, funnily enough, Child's Play alum Chris Sarandon. Mm-hmm. There's Jerry, a guy who moves into the neighbourhood and the kid mm-hmm. next door immediately becomes suspicious that he might be a vampire. And The film's sort of renowned for its amazingly creepy practical effects. And uh, the idea that, like, an old horror host of a TV serial thing is is recruited by this kid because he's the first person you can think of as, like, you'll know how to deal with vampires. And he's like, (laughs) I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Um, And it's, it's, you know, it's got that quirky edge to it. The the, the effects are creepy. The performances are fucking weird, especially his friend Eddie when he transforms and everything. It's, you know, it's a beloved sort of horror classic from the 80s for a reason. The sequel... Again, isn't necessary, but it's just an excuse to expand on the creepy visual effects and do more with it. Like they go into the old old school vampire lore of them turning into different sorts of creatures. Yes, and, you know it, it's a lot of fun. That it's got the iconic sort of big, wide, gaping mouth full of razor sharp teeth instead of just big canines. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got some great stuff going on. There's and I no think... need to remake it per se, but in two thousand and eleven, the only vampires that had been in cinemas for a very long time were sparkly lovesick ones in love triangles with, with emo girls and werewolves. Yeah. And the popular culture was becoming zombie-obsessed again in terms of horror. Mm-hmm. And classic horror fans were, like, clamouring for either something new or a return to the sort of monsters that they grew up with. Yes. So that team went, you know what? We could totally redo again. <laughs> <laughs> More fucking fright night, and yes. and it 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 doesn't have as many of the practical effect creepy elements to it, but it's tense as hell. It starts talent of the time like Anton Yelchin, Christopher Mintz Platt, the late Anton Yelchin, which is yeah, I know he's going, he's amazing in that. Um, you've got uh, Jerry this time being played by Colin Farrell, who nails it. Yes, There's Colin a... Farrell. I think Colin Farrell gets a lot of shtick for. Apparently being a bit of a, a tit. bit of a tit. Yeah. But I think he's great. Account, I think I think he actually has, has straightened himself out a bit in recent years. I hope so. Because um, I hate it when you find out that people you really like are yeah. just utter bellends. Chris Pratt. So um, you know, it's but like they pay a lovely homage to the original by having him uh, have a collision on the on the freeway, an argument, and then feast on this guy who's played by Chris Sarandon. So it's like, yay! Oh, I think even the Chris credits. They, I think in the credits they even call him like Old Man Jerry or something like that. So it's like, nice. yay, nice, nice. Um, you know, and, and, but it's, it's brilliant. They they like the horror host, the horror channel host wouldn't work today. 
but a big wanky gothy magician guy who says he's into the occult. Oh yeah, some kind of amalgamation of Zach Bagans and Chris Angel. Ve- Let's do that. Very Chris Angel. So David Tennant spends the majority of the movie in tight leather pants, wearing eyeliner, and just being fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, that that works, and there's only sort of one or two moments that are copied from the original or, or are nods to the original they don't bog it it doesn't bog itself down too much beyond the premise yes so as, as a result that works and it just sort of feels like a, a nice accompaniment to the original like you can watch it and you can watch some more modern actors do it yeah when that doesn't work is Gus Van Sant's Psycho for example basically a shot for shot remake bar like two additional and shots and, and more of an emphasis that he's wanking whilst looking through the hole into the bathroom yeah. and it's like why why is this needed that that film is so pointless and like had he not released it to theatres had it just been a weird experiment fair enough like as a filmmaker I decided I'm going to remake this shot for shot yeah just to sort of see how like you know make a statement on how the technology's changed and or you know how, how we can make these look no no it's like I'm remaking Psycho what one of the most critically lauded and celebrated movies of all time? Yeah, and the peak of the thriller and horror genres, and you're going to remake it. That Gus Good Van Sant's a wanker, though. Yeah, well, he's an arrogant prick. Yeah, that's, that's, that seems to be a theme. It's 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 him and his sort of <laughs> troop of 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 dogma ninety five filmmakers. Mm. Lars von Trier is another one. Yes, they're just right. so fucking arrogant. Weird man. I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck off. Of course, you're going to try and remake Psycho, you bell end. Hey, <laughs> Unison. Um, it's just the perfect word. It also, I was perusing through a list of, 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 of uh, remakes, and another another one came to me, another category. Yeah. Third category, if you will. A third category. And that's the, the foreign language remake. Most commonly. Mm-hmm. In, in our, because we're in an English-speaking country, yeah, they're an American or, or British remake of a foreign language film. Um, there was a real wave of them in the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, of uh, remaking Japanese, Korean, Chinese horror movies. God, old boy! Um, like, obviously not, not so much a horror movie, more of a thriller, uh, but like, yeah, the old boy yeah, remake. The Ring, Dark Water, The Ring. Grudge. Oh. Um, yes! All that kind of stuff. There's loads of the buggers. Yeah. Um... They're more and the less in the genre field. You've had things like um, The Departed. Mine's called like The Departed, is a remake of a film called Infernal Affairs. Um, that's, now, to like me, that. that to me that make that's less of a of sort of a, a an offence in a way because it's and, like yeah, it's not that much I, an offence. It, like it's... Western audiences interpret cinema differently, and sometimes tonally they don't grasp onto foreign yeah. cinema as well. So let's do a Western remake set in the US. But what like, tends to happen then is you get... You'd call it, this is the American version. There it is. Yeah, well... Which well, can be terrible, especially in television, can be terrible. But what you do until get... Until they release the shackles of trying to be like the old thing. Is yes, in the those foreign language films might not, you know, understand the, uh, the, the feel of, of Western cinema. Hmm. But then invariably a lot of the filmmakers who tackle remaking the uh, films mm. for an English language audience don't grasp the nuances of the original material and it yeah. just loses something in translation. Like There aren't a lot Again, of them... old boy. Well, yeah. There aren't a lot of them that come to mind for me where I'm like, that made... was successful. Have they ever remade Issue the Killer? I don't believe so. 
Leave it alone, guys. Don't yeah. do it. I've not seen you do the killer, but I would like to. Um, um, it's, it's uncomfortable. I Yes, mm. I gather it is. Very uncomfortable. Um, I'm trying to think of others that just sort of exist in that weird little mid-space where they don't they don't quite justify their own existence but they're also not terrible movies per se go with the dragon tattoo yeah I the actually American like version of that isn't isn't terrible I think I actually prefer the Fincher version because it's got it's oozing style mm. whereas the Swedish original is fairly restrained it's almost like a like a high-budget TV movie. Which is ironic, because then the second and third yeah. were TV movies. It might have been, the first one might have even been, but they just got I, a theatrical I, release over here. Yeah, possible. Um, yeah, that's but, true. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it just didn't land with people. Um, but I, I, I think, but that's another one where, yeah, it, it's. It, I think it's good, but it doesn't need. It didn't need to be done because I watched all three of those uh, original Swedish ones subtitled, and like, you didn't need to remake them. Yeah. You didn't need to redo them. But also in that case, that falls under the book adaptation. Yes. Um, also, it is a yeah because we're about because we're about to get the fourth book adapted into a film. That's oh, that's not, happened. That's not connected. Has it already been out? That's by been now? gone. Yeah. No the, one cares. It's not connected. Yeah. To either of the film adaptations before it. Um, certain ones work, and it, here's, here's some of that thought, certain ones work when they are star vehicles and you are remaking a story based around the well, uh, the personality and performance of your leads. That's what happened with A Star Is Born several times. I was going to say, like that. that <clears throat> I'm surprised we've not touched on that one because yeah. that's the most remade specifically film mm. ever. Like It was a shorter film from the old school black and white era. Then the fifties uh, one that is sort of the most sort of well known version. I'm gonna see if I can find a list of them. To the point happened. I think this is right. This is that one? Then it's the seventies one with Christopherson and um, Midler. Was it Ben Midler? Yeah. Was it Streisand or Ben? Yeah. Marvin I Marvin think Streisand. it was Bob Streisand. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it was Bob Streisand. Uh, then there was a Bollywood one. In the late nineties, early two thousands, that's not strictly a Star Is Born, but is yeah. is credited as based on a Star Is Born. According and to the, the Wikipedia, there's only four a Star Is Borns. Yeah, oh, before the nineteen thirty seven, the nineteen fifty four, the seventy six, which is the uh, Barbara Streisand, Christoph- Christopherson, mm-hmm. and the twenty eighteen, which is Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Yeah, um, are there more. If you go, if you go into the article for remix? one of the originals, yeah, there's yeah, a... so. Uh, Yes, uh, Ashiki 2 is an unofficial remake in Hindi, mm. and then it was remade, which that, and then that was remade oh my in, God. in Telugu, in, in, uh, Telugu as uh, Nijathaga Nedundali. Yeah, oh, because that, in that, in that uh, area of Asia, there's like different versions of cinema. There's Tollywood, Bollywood... Bloody Collywood. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. These are the names of them. Like it's, well, it's you know. so many different sort of languages and, and, and dialects and cultural things that are different within that region that they that they every country has its yeah. own film industry. So, so but it's interesting that in that one, it's a case of like, yeah, there's a Hindi one, and then there's a further one within the Bollywood. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Um, like, oh. Also, here's here's one that I think definitely works, but it's because they use the personality slash performances of their leads to drive what sort of version they're doing. Yeah. And it's the birdcage. The birdcage. Yes, the of course. Of La Cage au Faux, 
which is a, uh, a wonderfully uh, oddball uh, French farce. Uh, it's a comedy. It's really strange. It's got a stage adaptation that's a well-known musical, which is in English, but it's based on the original film. Yeah. Um, but The Birdcage is is an American remake of La Cage aux Faux, starring Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. The, the majority it's of it's, it's so good, but the, the strength of it comes from their performance. Yes. Uh, and and setting it where it is like is that is it is it Miami or somewhere like it's that kind of stretch it's a bit more of the nightclub scene of America yeah it's and... like one of the liberal coastal areas of of the states I can't remember exactly where it's been years since I've seen the birdcage but we're gonna have to have a bloody movie night aren't we oh, uh, we should do we should good. we should do we should crack on with a remake comparison thing I like. something I've been wanting to do for a while is like is um go more into remakes and there are various people doing this all over the web of going more into like the differences between remakes what was awesome because i you know me i'm obsessed with the war of the worlds in its various oh, forms and it's, it's and, and that's and been the, and remade the two upcoming so interpretations that bbc one just disappeared off the radar yeah it's like there's no announcements no teasers there was a trailer for it with some with, with it, was like, part, it was part of the new year yeah, thing wasn't it, it was, with a glimpse of the tripod and yeah. then that's it and they shot it before Christmas. I'm wondering whether or not they've gone back to touch up more stuff, or they've put the budget elsewhere you briefly think? and it's been stalled. And then there's the Euro- the American uh, one, which is going to go into production later this year. But well, yeah. speaking of going to production, I've got a bit of a challenge for us. Yes, to bash out for a short while. So Charles Play got remade, and as we said, it's sort of a remake in everything except the name and names of some of the characters. Yes. Um. But what it does is it, it modernises a horror classic by bringing it very much into now. Like, the, the, the stuff that the buddy dolls can do only can happen now. Okay. Horror is probably the most remade genre out of it all of them. It happens, yeah. And there are remakes on their way. There are remakes in recent years. But what I want to know is, can we take a few classic horror films and remake them... With the strict rule that they have to technologically fit into now. Oh! So not necessarily like, oh, it's Friday the 13th, but it's over quicker because people have got their phones, so they phone for help. Like Not like that. It's like, we, we as a studio are How mandated you, yeah. that you have to force technology into the story so You have to somehow. black mirror that shit up. Yeah, like not necessarily make the, you can make the technology scary. You could just have it be a part of the plot, but... We're pandering, Matt. We're pandering to an audience okay. who apparently love iPads. Them kids love the iPads. They do love the iPads. So we've got to iPad it right up with a classic horror film of some start, some form. I'll kick off. We've already had a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yes. But surely we need another Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Sure we do. Where Freddy doesn't win or even interact with the kids because they stay up all night on their goddamn phone. <laughs> So he, he sort of drifts in in those moments when they're dozing off a bit and just appears in YouTube videos and Instagram edges. photos. Yes. <laughs> so they're just trolling Instagram at 4am like, uh, still, uh, he just pops up Freddy on the occasion, lad. He's like, hi! Oh! Scroll up. Oh, and he's then, gone. <laughs> he's like, oh, God. He has, the has to keep climbing down. There's all the articles on Fox News and the Daily Mail <laughs> on Good Morning Britain. Is the Kruger Challenge? What is it doing to our children? Um, <laughs> or we, or, oh, or... Freddy Krueger is a program, is a virus yes. that gets uploaded into sleep apps. So a company's trying to kill a load I of teenagers. It. I hate it so much. How many times have you started a YouTube video lately? It's, lately, it's been like that. 
Hi. When was the last time you oh, took the time yeah. to actually... Fuck off. Yeah. Well, imagine if those apps, Matt... Which definitely teenagers are definitely using. I hate, imagine if they had imagine if they had a virus and it called Freddy Krueger. I man. hate what you're saying to me right now. But you I can totally hate see every word that's coming out of your mouth. You can totally see someone going, Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I know, yeah. that's what's so upsetting about it. Yeah. Oh yes. God. Yes. Uh, uh, so that's my that's my nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is a, a virus in a sleep app. Which I suppose makes him more of a subliminal hypnotic slasher killer than instead, isn't it? Remake Videodrome. <laughs> but instead of it being an underground <laughs> TV channel, Videodrome's a cam girl site. <laughs> oh my god, see, I thought you were going to go like, oh, it's a streaming service. No, that's fucking brilliant. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> that, that still keeps the horror thing of actually kind of narrowing it down. So we need the story to be narrowed down so we follow this selection of people. Yeah. And you know, there's obviously millions of people watch Cam Girl sites. It's an, it's but an underground like, dark Less than say Netflix. Snuff Cam Girl site. <gasps> See, I don't hate that. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't hate that. It's gonna get made now, isn't it? Oh. God. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we don't hold copyright over any of these ideas, movie studios. If you're listening, you're more than welcome to make them. Just know that we're doing this to come up with ideas that are deliberately kind of shit. So if you do pick them, you're deliberately making shit. Enjoy. Um, um Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one. Uh oh, um check one out there, go on. Hit me. Ow. Now pick one. <laughs> um Remake Candyman. Okay. But return it to its original British setting, because it's based on a Clive Barker short story. Yeah. Um in you know, impoverished areas of uh Probably London. Yeah. Where there's a lot of uh, black youth involved in crime or believed to be involved in crime because of lower income situations. Um, have the Candyman stuff not just spread as, as graffiti and, you know, hearsay, but also virally online through yeah, yeah. your Instagrams, your Twitters, your things like that. Yeah, your Snapchats. <clears throat> Snapchat specifically because um, you could pinpoint areas. Yeah. And keep it into that area. Keep yeah, it into the city. and just basically just make it again, but with social networking as a as a as a method for spreading his legend, as uh, and such. You've got to upload a video of yourself saying Candyman yeah. five times into your webcam. Well, that's how it gets out. Is someone does a a live stream? Someone sales. does a live stream of it, and the murder goes viral. Like, is this fake? Is this real? That's something that no one has actually done yet, have they? If they use, have, it's been done in a movie that I've not seen. Use film uh, to, do, to, do, to do something with supernatural horror mm. where more people see it. Do you know what I mean? They've done, they've done like, you know, uh, unfriended, like some webcam horrors where it's been like horror going on in a chat room with a ghost and things like that. But no one's ever done something where it's like you would think... Instagram catches footage of something fucking supernatural in the country and the world talk about it. probably touched on things like that the closest we've had to a horror film you a horror film scenario where social media captures something horrific for the world to see is that kid talking to superman at the start of justice League. <laughs> that is a horrifying effect it, it runs yeah. like a river what, what's wrong child your face your face your face why is your face broken it's floating in the um, middle no, actually, I think there's uh, there's definitely a, a thing to be mined there. It's about wondering how, how it's about working out how you would fit 
that sort of viral social media stuff into it. Because in, in an age of YouTube and, and, and video sites and streaming sites like Twitch, mm. why isn't more found footage stuff done through those mediums? But also, I guess, with YouTube, like, if if it's a found footage thing and someone ends up, and everyone dies at the end, as they do in so many found footage films, who's uploading the videos? Yeah. But again, they could make that part of the, the mystery. Yeah. So there's a recently released film called... Um, well, it was it was made in the early two thousands, but was never released until recently. Called the Poughkeepsie Tapes, which is a sort of documentary style film where it's all these tapes that have been recovered of this serial killer, serial killer mm. who it's who it's revealed during the movie is still at large, but they found these tapes of the, some of the horrible things he's done. Mm. So something like that with a like an anonymous like YouTube or Twitch account uploading these. Yeah. horrific things could be could be kind of a that you could you could go through could be your angle with that yeah that's your angle for things like that American Wealth in London how would you do that because I know I know what would fundamentally change immediately you couldn't hide in a porn theatre no. in central London in the last act no definitely not <laughs> um <laughs> how would technology affect that I yeah, that's a weird one. I mean, the opening would be the same, because you can't get any fucking 4G to find out where you're going well, in the middle true. of the Dales. I've spent a week in the Dales last week. You don't get 4G anywhere. Also, yeah, that, that, the ritual is like the first half of... Uh, the first <laughs> the first uh, bit of Meg Wells in London. Uh, but a film. Um, and without Wells, it's a different thing going on. You should watch the ritual, it's good. Um, no, I think uh, with something like that, you would... Again, it becomes about social media and a connected world spreading the information quicker. Because mm-hmm. what you get with so many old horror films is part of what creates the tension is that whatever danger it is often moves faster than information can travel. Yeah, like it happens and it's like it's yeah. only a certain amount of people witness it or or are there as it's happening before they're killed yeah. off. Yeah. And they can't get the word out to other people. They can't oh my God. get you, one authority. You authorities. extend the ending and you go the chronicle route of showing people nearby filming it. Yeah. So you see you see yeah. him transformed and legging it through um, Piccadilly Circus and stuff from the POV of everyone else. Or you have it sort of an... Am- That's actually a good idea. An, am- an amnesiac. What, are we not doing good ideas? I'm trying to do good ideas. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a professional, sort of, motherfucker. I'm halfway housing. I don't know what I'm professional of. Any, any, um, any idea we come up with for an American Werewolf in London will be better than the film that's definitely not going to get made now that was a remake in production being written and directed by a notorious... Black Mandis. Yeah. What a prick. What an absolute what prick. What a piece of shit. Um, if a wolf could bite his cock off, that'd be great. To think we, at one point, thought he was a decent screenwriter. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's that's kind of what you have to do. Is is you kind of have to any any update of an older horror movie has to kind of take that into account. Yeah, or find a way of um, getting out of it. Well, that's why I just think a lot um, of horror movies in the last sort of ten years, like The Witch and 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 things like that, have tried to set their films in the wilderness because they're trying well, to disconnect. The Witch is also a period piece. Oh, that not the witch then. Uh, what am I thinking of? What was the one set in the Suicide Forest? Oh, uh, the forest. The forest with and... Natalie Dolmer. Yeah, 
Yeah. And there was the one, I can't remember what it was, but it was a stag weekend. It was a British horror That's one. That's the ritual. That's the ritual. Yeah. Uh, British a few Bob. others. Yeah. And, a few yeah, others, and they're trying really to set good. them up. Midsomar is about to come out. Oh, that looks really good. In a place where you don't get phone signal. Yeah. Which is sort of upsetting in a way because it's like, I wonder how long this is going to last because eventually it will become boring that every horror film is set where people don't get a phone but signal. But you have to take that off the table. <laughs> you do. Or else it breaks all the Or you just set it, it at a different time yeah, if you, if you I, want hey, to do it really quickly. I fucking love period horror. Like recent. Yeah. Recent history period pieces yeah so anything that's made now that is set in like the 80s to the early 2000s yeah. i am therefore okay then with that in I'm mind therefore frankenstein he buys all the body parts off a gum tree itv did he doesn't it. dig them up he buys them off a gum tree itv did a modern frankenstein it was shit it wasn't great <laughs> do you remember when bbc3 did that live musical one no, that was great. Ah. It was this. They did. They went through a phase where they were doing some live events, and they did it in. I think it was Edinburgh Castle or somewhere. Like they, it was staged there, and as an audience watching, it was a concert, but it was using parts of the building for certain scenes, and it was live streamed. That was the first time I heard um, "Wires" by Athlete. Yeah, was in that, and I was like, "Oh man, that's really good stuff." It was really cool. Like it was really, really cool. Who, who's 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 your man? Who um, was in? I think he played uh, Ernie Ernie, Ernie Wise in Eric and Ernie. Dude, dude Leo. Andy Dick. Yeah. Andy, what? Andy Dick? No. What the fuck? Hi, I'm Andy Dick. No, <laughs> it's not Andy Dick. It's Brian Dick. Is it? I think it is. B Dick. I know him vaguely. You were going to say you worked with him at some point. Yeah. He um he was Victor Frankenstein in, in oh, that, in that nice. thingy. And he was he had a great singing voice. Like it was really good. Do you know it's just one of those where you're like, okay, that was them just sort of telling it in a modern ish setting using a historical place and doing, you know, Filming stuff and this, that, and the other. And, yeah, Brian Dick. Brian Dick. B Dick. Um, BD. Um, I, th- I think if you're doing Frankenstein now and the studio is trying to force modern technology into it in a way, yeah. it would be using the internet to get everything done and arranged. It wouldn't be in a castle somewhere. They'd be doing it in a basement of like an apartment building or something yeah. so that they could, you know, use the technology in the area as like a signal boost to create the, you know, the waves that. They drain the local power to do the experiment, not use the lightning conductor. There'd be some sort of silicon taking away the visually cool moment of fucking lightning hitting those things and breathing life into a corpse. There'd be some sort of Silicon Valley uh, startup that's a cover well, for the, the monster, Frankenstein. The monster would have technology built in yeah. as well because they wouldn't be it able would be to do that. On that as note, much as, it is. as a continuation. Of Child's Play 2019. Yes. How do they do... And they can't for legal reasons. For many legal reasons. They're not allowed to do this. Yeah. But how do they do Bride of Chucky? For 2019 Chucky? Um, I think I think it has to be... I think he has to come back long after Andy is either gone. Or um, Andy is off the table. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to find Andy easily. And he needs to create something to love. I think he makes another thing out of another buddy doll. And calls it Andy. So your Bride of Chucky is he makes his own Andy. I think you... Yeah, I think you don't have Andy in a sequel. Because... Well, he's so... Unfortunately, he's so detrimental to... Uh, not detrimental. He's so no. essential to this Chucky's this motivation. Chucky. This Chucky mm. is now in the cloud, right? 
Well, that's never confirmed, but implied but it would by be the con- sequel baited shot It would shot be confirmed by a sequel. It would be confirmed by the hypothetical so, sequel that, that I'm pitching so, right now. That was so dumb at the end. It's, it's like... It's a hor- what do you expect? Yeah, but it doesn't make sense in it, any way. It, the chip was what was corrupted, not the fucking AI. Ah, he's a virus now. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He is in, in my sequel, which all I'm right. pitching right now, he okay, is. Okay, all right. Um, no, he's in the cloud. Keep, keep pointing at me, I'm going to suck in... your finger, essentially. Yeah, do it. Oh. No, don't. Um, <laughs> you don't know where it's been. Uh, you don't know where my mouth's been. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, good Lord. Um, so... <laughs> It's um it's been so for start for starters he's got to be made somehow he's got to be made from the remains of the shot and broken doll. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does because he's got scars on his face. Got ya. Ah, so this is what he does. <gasps> oh, actually, I've got an idea for this. So, on, yeah, yes. on, so he's in the cloud. Yeah. So he finds himself a new body, but it's one of the body twos. A bear? No, just one of the I mean, I'd love that. Any of the buddies. I'd love if it was a bear. Well, it doesn't matter, because what he does is he (laughs) he disfigures the buddy too to make himself look like the old face. So he cuts up the face and redoes it. So so he's got his old facial features. That's horrible, yeah. And um, bits of... <laughs> steals ginger hair from a bunch of off-brand Barbies or something. Staples um, it. Staples it in. Staples it in. Um, so it's that. That's where you get your your scarification from. Um, and he again, he's moved on from Andy, but he needs someone to love. So yeah, he builds himself a bride from um, whatever he can. People trying initially. to trying to he's trying to bring. <gasps> He meets them on a dating app and kills them and no, starts to stitch them together. No, no, Bride, Bride of Frankenstein style. He's they're made from corpses of it, other people. It's Bride of Frankenstein. Oh my god, they're made from the corpses of other teenagers who are on dating apps. It's Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, oh he tries to make them look like Andy. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, go on. I just like the idea of him becoming the Frankenstein it's, to a monster of his own creation, and that's the bride of well, Chucky. It's, it's Bride of Frankenstein, but Chucky is both Frankenstein and the monster, mm. and he's trying to build himself a bride by bringing other toys, non Kazlan toys, to life. Oh! Ah, oh, so that's how they bring in old school toy aesthetics. Yeah. But it's set in the modern day, Matt, so wouldn't those toys just be iPads with all the fabulous apps on them that you can buy and download on now, kids? Please buy our apps and download stuff using your parents' credit card. Yes. So his bride is an iPad on legs. Yeah. <laughs> Watches a lot of Pornhub. Are we having fun now? <laughs> he just finds himself on Pornhub. Because he's just humping this. On the clouds. Because he's just humping a pair of mannequin legs with a tablet on the top. Are we having fun now? Yes. Just for nuts, he says. This, this one's, one's for, for two back. <laughs> yes! Give me three tickets through Fandango! I will not. I well, will give you three emails, though. I was going to say, from old technology to new technology. A trio, a brace. They've sent ravens through the winter webs. A brace of ravens. A brass of ravion. This one. That's that's not the right email inbox. That's mine. <laughs> that's not the big damn one. Uh, okay. La, 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 this la. one comes in from Jacob. Says, hey up. 
Hello, Jacob, you little bugger. Oh, shit, it's your third anniversary already. This has been my favourite podcast since episode one. And it will continue to be until the time when it's shit. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> it was already shit. You're more correct <laughs> than you know, Jacob. Uh, thank you for all the laughs over the past three years, love, Jacob. Oh, um, Jacqueline. P.S. <laughs> Which minor villains would you like to be introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Unitard during Phase 4? First use of that word in Year 4. Oh, yes. Talking about Phase 4. It's all about the 4. Uh, Doom. Pacepot. Minor villains. Oh. Pacepot Pete. Can he play a minor role? Can Pace Doctor Pop Doom Pete? play a minor role and Pace. sow the seeds for later? Pacepot Pete. So not even the trapster. Nope. Pacepot Pete. Pacepot Pete. Maybe you're making the trapster. But no. you've got to introduce him as Pacepot Pete. Can he originally have been called Paste Pot Pete? Now he's going as the trapster, and whoever the hero is, he keeps beating him down in the film, keeps calling him Paste Pot Pete. He's like, oh, I changed my name! I'll take it. I changed my name! Like, like, why, sure is you your a- why is your supervillain alias based on your real first name? <laughs> Hi, Pete. Stop calling Can we me! We've got Pete! It's not Pete! Okay, um, Paste Pot Pete. Stop it! Stop calling me Paste Pot Pete! He, I'm yeah. a trapster! And that's any better. That's not better. <laughs> <laughs> not better. Um, That'd be cool. But also, he's part of the Frightful Four. Yes. So, yeah. if you want to do the Frightful Four, well, so is Medusa, so you'd have to replace Medusa. Um, I'll just ignore the MCU Inhuman show. Um, <laughs> let's do that one. Let's ignore the MCU Inhuman show. Like, um, everything except the Contest of Champions app has done. <laughs> I got uh, Karnak in that the other day. I was like, oh my god. Oh, oh, it's just a dude in a coat. Oh. All right. Oh, All right. Thanks, okay. guys. Thanks, right. guys, for the MCU design. Uh, Cheers. Uh, yeah, an ultimate um, costume would be fine. Um, uh, armadillo. Armadillo. Just for a giant dude in an armadillo suit. Because there's no way they're going to get around to Rhino. By the so s- just do armadillo. By the same token. By the power of Grayskull. The porcupine. <gasps> Fuck. Yes. <laughs> Obscure Iron Man villain. Who has a suit covered in quills, which are all also individual weapons, but they're all shaped the same? Yeah, because reasons. The eel. The mm. he's just real slippery. Oh god, yeah, that is his <laughs> yeah, power. Oh my god, that would actually be quite. That'd be quite funny though. The like. melter. Who's the melter? He melts things. Oh fuck! Ah no, hell. he does. He melts things. An Iron Man villain from the sixties. He melts things. He has a. He has a beam. That melts metallic things. Don't you called the smelter? I suppose. You smelt it, you melt it. it. Oh! So just, before, just before Thor punches him out, he says, yeah. you smelt it, you, you dealt it. it. Ah, ha, ha. Um, Tries to melt this hammer and it's like, no, this is my hammer. By um, Grampus Hamu. Yes. You should be reviewed. You listen to me. Yeah, little uh, Oh, God, there's so many to choose from. There's so oh. many ridiculous villains. Uh, oh ridiculous God. minor Marvel villains. Frogman? I mean, Frogman would be pretty freaking great. Well, he's kind of... He's reformed, isn't he? Well, the second Frogman is reformed. Yeah, the first one, right? Yeah, that's true. Frogman! 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 It's a dude who literally as, just looks like a frog. Seeing as we never got him in Daredevil. Stiltman. Stiltman. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw the stilts. They exist. Stiltman! The stilts exist in the MCU. Please give us Stiltman. No, give us the Stiltman who was a woman who was still called Stiltman and you used to get really annoyed that people called No, she's called Lady Stiltman. That was it. Yeah. Oh God. Lady, oh. give us Lady Stiltman. Lady Stiltman. Please. Like, why did you go with that? Well, Please. The costume for someone called Stiltman. Right. I need. Why are you called Lady Stiltman? Oh, I need MCU Lady Stiltman in my life. <laughs> and they should all be Spidey villains because he can rip the piss out of them. 
Well, he yeah. beats them really easily. Yeah. I think well, man, Ruby them... Thursday would be quite a funny one. Ruby Thursday. Ruby Thursday. Give, give her her own film. Sod it. <laughs> Ruby Thursday. Bloody hell. <laughs> she has a red ball for a head and it can extend weapons and hit things. Should they introduce Swiss Miss from the Spider-Man musical? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll accept Swarm. Uh, oh, yes. You've got to have Swarm in there. I've been, re- I've been plowing through. I'm still plowing through JMS era Spidey. You know, wow. I, I, I was... I finished Civil War tie-in from Amazing Spider-Man, and I just read Peter Parker and uh, Spider-Man for Civil War, which is actually Sensational Spider-Man. And there's a subplot in that about uh, it's called the Deadly Foes of Peter Parker because Chameleon basically leads a small cadre to be like, right, uh... you're gonna kill his wife, you're gonna kill his aunt because this is after the um, they're still in Stark Tower, they're not on the run yet. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and and us lot of heavy hitters are gonna go after him. And um, May gets one of the most badass moments ever, where she oh she poisons yeah yeah she poisons him because yeah, he takes yeah. almonds and he faints. Then it turns out he, she just crushed up like four anodins or whatever. That's brilliant. And been like just knocked him out with them. Wait for Peter to get back. She's very she good. crochets the word "gotcha" into a blanket as he realizes <laughs> it's happened. It's like oh my god, you were great. But Mary Jane uh, fights off Swarm at the theater where they're yes. rehearsing Macbeth, and um, she <laughs> one of the actors who's a stuntman. No, like as soon as he emerges, this purple cloak and a man made of bees emerges. Like this guy swings around one of the sandbags and just smashes it into the skeleton, disperses the bees for a moment, and then Mary Jane turns on the sprinkler system. Brilliant, because of course, like it's too heavy, so the bees start to get hit by the water. But then it's a really creepy visual because the skeleton just sort of clambers out of it and lunges at her, and you're like, "Oh, that's horrifying!" And then the guy hits, hits it with a prop mace on the head. And um and takes it out. And then the bees start to creepily push the skeleton back together. Of course. It's really, really freaky. What about Paper Doll? Oh, that's a uh uh brand new day here. Yeah, that's a brand new day villain. That'd be a good one. Oh yeah. I'd be up for that. Especially if you did it in a thingy context, like um, it ties into MJ's career somewhat and it becomes a thing, because you know Zendaya would totally kick the ass of Paper Doll. Yeah. She'd kick her ass. Yeah. Um I can dig it. That's a great oh that's a great point. Yes, you can. She she's one of the standout villains, I think, of that brand new day. Uh how many of them have survived? Menace stuck around in different guises. I have no didn't she? idea. Because she became the Goblin Queen later yes. and, and stuff. She stuck around. Yes. I think that's it. From that era. I don't know if oh, done. no, hang on. Uh, um, it... Speedball. Not Speedball. Um, she's in the game. Oh, 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 Jesus. Um, oh, my God, what's the her name? YouTuber. I, I hate her so much. I hate her so much, and yet, in the best way, because it's like they made it Yeah, because she's perfectly. so obnoxious. Uh, she's not what's she called? Oh, my God, what's she called? I put her away before Christmas, like, finally got arrested in the DLC, and I was so happy. Um, what's she called? What's the, the, internet, this... the internet villain from Spidey oh, Pierce 4. Um... <laughs> yeah, you she puts every she one. puts everything on YouTube, and she's always filming you. And um, uh, what's she called? It begins with S, doesn't it? Yeah, because I thought Speedball, but that's not. No, it's Speedball. Yeah, because but speed, it's not Speedball. <laughs> it's not Speedball. It's not Speedball. Uh, but it's oh, good lord. Uh, I was thinking that you were talking about the Wizard or not. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the Wizard. <laughs> um, oh my god, was the name we're actually we're completely blanking. Um, I I am am looking it up via the Spider-Man PS4 IMDb page. Oh my god. As we speak, I'm going to kick myself when I see it. I know I am. I know I am. (laughs) It's going to be something really, really, really obvious. Um, What 
is the well, name? If you hadn't asked me what a name is, I'd have probably been like, oh yeah, it's such and such. Screwball. Screwball! Screwball. Screwball. <laughs> oh my god. So you see why I went to speedball now? Yeah, just balls. I literally had one job. Balls. He's always thinking of balls. Balls. Oh god. Screwball. 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 Yeah, she stuck around. <laughs> After all that. Yeah, she stuck around. Screwball. A massacre, I think. Came back. Massacre. Was that Massacre's a bit dark for the MCU. Oh uh, yeah. Well, he, he came back only for Superior. For superior. Because yeah. Octavius kills him. Yeah. Um. He's in. In Contest of the Champions, as a slightly more wacky character who's dressed as Deadpool, and I was really confused by that. I was like, I'm sure there's another character. Is there two massacres in Marvel? And well, I was like, No, that's just what they did. Like because of Contest of Champions as original characters in the event, sometimes like Civil Warrior and things like that. Yeah, so Guillotine just... was a was originally in the game. I think they've introduced her in the comic. Yeah, no, she's yeah. she's been retroactively popped in there. So uh, it's like oh, okay, like, whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be a bit dark. Screwball would be a great one, MC. Screwball man. would be good. Actually. Hey, 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 movie studios, definitely do it, because she streams, right? And she yep. uses technology, so there yep. you go. Yep. There you go, Jacob. <laughs> it's the Spider-Man from YouTube. Do a flip! Um, <laughs> this one comes in from Lewis. Hey, Lewis. Says, greetings all. Happy three years. Aw, oh, happy... Lewis. Doesn't feel like three years since that first step came out, but uh, needless to say, I've loved every single mental minute. Whether it's listening to Matt Randick about Pokemon Go, an in-depth description of the Arkham games, a weird and wonderful trip through every Christmas movie ever, or a four-hour-long <laughs> crusade through Game of Thrones, this podcast has always been a highlight of my week and never ceases to make me laugh when I'm feeling down. I genuinely look forward to hearing what you two think of the latest nitty news, and I adore how varied the content of the podcast is. Here's to many more years of the big damn cast. All the best. Thank you, Lewis. Bless you, Lewis, for your eyes and your thighs. Uh, eyes, thighs, teeth and tits. Um... <laughs> Tom, uh, teeth and tits. He, he sent them in with the email. There are also teeth in tits is a whole different. Teeth in tits is a very different. But thing. it's also a thing that I saw on Twitter like two days ago. So, yeah. What? I'm very worried about what you do when I'm. It was home. some like weird horror studio posting a, a picture of one of their new like prosthetic animatronic builds, and it was it literally teeth, like tits with teeth. Why? I don't know. It's from some kind of movie, but I... Is the mouth, like, underneath the breast? So no, the, like, the, 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 the nipple and the areola... Would a mouth? Is a, is a mouth. Why? I don't know. Why? Would Someone retweeted it, that? and it showed up on my timeline. I have no other context than that is a thing. You went looking. No, it was you like... You went looking. It was You're like, like, do you know what? Because... Do you know doing it for me right now? The thought of a breast biting Because it, it was one of those <laughs> where I was, I was scrolling through my timeline, and I... I, I did I did the Twitter equivalent of a double take. Like, the buns are the what best. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but it's like a torso animatronic. Oh, so it's even more bizarre. Yeah, like it's not it's not on a performer or no or, no. Oh god, that's weird. It was really fucking weird. I'd look it up, but I don't want to see it ever again. That's um, fine by me, Sunny Jim Laddie Boy. This one comes in from Tom Monty. Tobias Montague he says, "Dear Chris and Matt." Uh, <laughs> Emphasis mine. Uh, happy third anniversary. It hey. seems only yesterday that I first emailed in to talk about how much I adored BBC's class. <laughs> God, that um, was year one. That was year one, that, that wasn't was it? Year I one. Class. Class. That was, that, was the, that was the overarching... That was the big bad of the first season. Um, <laughs> did, I, did either of you watch FX's... What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Since the film is one of my favourites of all time, I was really looking forward to it and I was not disappointed. 
If you have, who was your favourite of the three main cast? Mine has to be Laszlo because Matt Berry's lovely. Same for the original film. Very hard to choose, but Deacon is my fave. Um, of the new cast, I fucking adore Nadja. Mm. Because uh, mm. not only have I not seen Natasha Dimitri in anything else, so, like, she just kind of appeared out of nowhere and she's piss funny in it. Yeah. Like, really funny. Pitch but she's also got that. the same... Th- um, she's also got the same knack that... Uh, John Krasinski had in the American office mm. of playing the documentary framing and always knowing when to find the camera and just give it a look. Yeah. And that, and it just sets off so many moments perfectly. Also, I mean, all three of them are good at this, but her particularly, she is very good at saying absolutely ridiculous, hilarious things, completely deadpan. Yeah. Whereas Matt Berry plays it up a little bit. He, Matt like he knows it. he's funny. He Matt buries it from time to time yeah. as well. There's a couple of moments... Which is... Uh, it's why they cast him. There's a couple of moments, I think it was the ninth one, where it's just like, this is toast. Yes. Like, you, you're just being toast, but I'm so long for the ride at this point, I don't mind that I'm well, seeing something I, that I've already seen from you. I think I saw an interview with him recently where he was like, I, I really want to do a full series of Toast of London, mm. but I'm, I'm a victim of my own success. I'm really busy on what we do in the shadows. Ah. Year of the Rabbits just started. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do it. Um, I'm a fan of Nando. I think the most. Yeah. Because he's just I don't know. There's just something about that delivery. I mean, Kevin Novak's fucking spectacular. He's great. And again, it took me about four episodes before I was like, "Oh Jesus, it's Face Jacker!" Like yeah. I only just realised yeah, yeah, like yeah. about four episodes in. But it, it's just he sort of embodies. He's the character who's most like sort of our main three from the film. Yeah. He's, so he's, he sort of has a lot of shared traits from those guys. Yeah. Some visual, some sort of behavioural. And, and uh, you know, it's sort of pithy, more sort of snarky attitude towards humans sometimes, especially... Well, he's in a play with Guillermo. Especially Guillermo. fantastic. Have you, have you finished it? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. last episode was that wonderful because la- I was like, <laughs> oh my just... god, this sitcom with very loose story threads has just set up the premise for next year. It's oh just... my god, that's brilliant. Well it's done. just so good. It's just... It's just... <laughs> that actor as well, whose name I do not recall, but who plays Guillermo, who is... She called it, of course she fucking called it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just his face when he looks at the stakes. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Oh, it's such a... I, I'm really pleased it's getting a second season cause it, and I'm really pleased that it, it built on the premise of the original movie so well. Yeah. Um, Whilst also, for those continuity buffs, yeah. being like, yes, the original yeah. movie still exists, Yeah, I guys. really like that, that, that they straight up just turn up in the Vampire Council episode. Yeah. Um, but also, like this is this is the second show based on that film because there is one already with the two police officers. Oh, the New Zealand Wellington, Wellington Paranormal. Paranormal. Yeah, which is... Yeah. Exclusively, it was just one series. You can't it's, get it. Oh, you can't not, get it all of it over here. Really. It's not been canned, but it's not currently like yeah. in production for a second series. Yeah. Uh, and at one point, they were doing We Are Wolves, which was a, a spin-off film. Yes. Based on I the werewolf pack from the first one. On the back one. burner now. That's on the back burner. Um, but like, it's a thought that wow, that one yeah. daft documentary movie is sort of inspiring yeah. more content set within this world. Lucy adores it because she loves vampire stuff, but like, especially because of how deep they go into vampire lore and again with like the sort of the creature transformations and things like that, like how yeah. how well they it's sort of like 
I haven't seen anything like this really since sort of Buffy in terms of like here's what different it's, vampires at different ages and that. But sort it's, of it's also like it's done with an with a clear love for horror vampire and, fiction yeah. and 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 horror movies. And it's just oh yeah. god, well just the cameos in the council one like that so many of them specifically vampire fabulous. vampire fiction related and stuff. It was like this is brilliant. They actually fucking and they're just I using their names like I cannot believe. Wesley. They got Wesley Snipes. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Well, they didn't get Wesley Snipes. Well, they skyped Wesley Snipes. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> which was perfect. Uh, good luck getting Wesley Snipes to leave the house. Yeah, it's okay. he's only recently been allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and when they paid him, they made sure to put it through a PAYE system. Yeah. so he was, you know, taxed correctly you know, for the get that tax. the job. Um, Gonna get that tax, son. But to answer the other part of the question, the best one from the original is is uh, Vlad. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have to agree. Leave me to do my dark bidding on the internet. <laughs> if Jermaine Clements in something, there's a very good chance he's gonna be one of the best things in it. Very so, true. Hands down, the best just one saying. is where he's trying to pull. His <laughs> face is still on. Oh god, the cat's got yeah, his face. Oh, you literally get his um, oh. face. Oh god! <laughs> um, it's amazing. And finally, this. Oh wow! Finally, from Tom Bunty, he says, "Have either of you watched HBO's smash hit, Chernobyl? I thought it was bloody fantastic. You saw it, didn't you? I saw it. It, it is brilliant. brilliant. Twice in one week. What? You watched it again? Because uh, it was only actually on Now TV for about another week and a half at that point. I, I'm sure they must put it back up because of how big it's been. I would. No, well, she, she didn't want to take. The, she didn't want to take the risk. They'll try and which get is quite with, ironic in a show about Chernobyl. Um, they'll try so, and get around the DVD sales first, I think, and yeah. then they'll put it back on. Yeah, but she next she, year. She, she, she swore by it, but she said you'll hate it. And I said, "Why? Like, is it not? Is it just sort of you know something irritating about it?" She went, "No, it's just you really don't like shows that depress you." Like, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, depressing. I don't, I don't really. It's even more depressive when you're like, "Oh, when she shit, starts watching this The Handmaid's Tale." I'm like, "I'm leaving the room now to yeah. go and watch something stupid on YouTube." Not because I think this is bad. This is excellent storytelling yes. and television. But at the I same time, can't. I have a limited can't. life. It's going to end one day. And there's like box sets of Morecambe and Wise to be watched. And also, you don't need so, you don't need to watch The Handmaid's Tale because it's basically happening in front of you. You don't need to watch The Handmaid's Tale, but you can still have a Handmaid's Tale birthday party. Just watch the fuck. Oh fucking hell! Jenners and Kardashians are a plague and should be taken off the cultural table. But yes, we watched. I watched Chernobyl. It's fantastic. It's an incredible production with top notch performances. Conor uh, Neal's in it. Whenever Conor Neal's in a thing, oh yeah, it's instantly heightened. And the attention to detail in the period—you know, like I say, recent. You love recent period, recent pieces. history period pieces. Yeah. I'm there for, and this was a doozy of one of those. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fantastic. Also, the guy who wrote The Hangover Three, who'd have thunk it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like God. you look at that guy's credits, <clears throat> the head writer's credits. And it's hangover movies. Uh, oh, um, let me let me tell let me he, tell he, you. He has been because because there was a bit of a furor put up on Twitter. Wasn't there people saying like, how did this guy keep being given chances? Like every script yeah. he'd written was one of the things that was in films that were critically sort of panned or attacked, and the script was something that was always highlighted as like this. This is not funny or this is terrible. So it's like, Craig, yeah, other people should be given shots. 
But at the same time, maybe he was being pushed into the comedy gigs and was always a dramatic writer in the first place. Craig Mazin, previous screenplay credits. Here we go. Rocket Man, 97. No relation to Elton John. Yeah. Senseless, 98, which mm. is uh, a Wayans, uh, Malin Wayans comedy. David Spade comedy. Ah, um, oh, yeah, say no more. Scary Movie 3. Say no more. Scary Movie 4. God, say no more. Superhero Movie. Oh, God. The Hangover Part 2. Oh. The Hangover Part 3. Ah. The Huntsman Winter's War. Oh, that one is bad. And then Chernobyl. Yeah, this guy shouldn't have been given any of the chances. I just hope that Chernobyl... How? I just hope Chernobyl had been knocking around for a while. Do you know what well, I mean? So like that it... Yeah, well, so it was next. like let's maybe let's maybe give this guy a chance on I think something that is probably a shit comedy. Clearly, or his passion project. Yeah, that he's been trying to get pushed through. Yeah, his next uh, screenplay to be produced. Oh God, is the it's Elizabeth Banks directed uh, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels, Angels reboot? Yeah. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, he's it... written that. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Banks directed. Um, I think it's currently in production. Oh, it's in post-production. Um, it's Naomi out. Scott. It's out in November. Yeah. Naomi what? Scott, Elizabeth Banks, Louis Gerardo. Uh, Patrick Stewart's in there Why somewhere, is isn't it? Like Kristen Stewart is in there. No, isn't Patrick Stewart in there? Patrick Stewart's in there. Yeah. He's Bosley. Jimon Honsu, also Bosley. Uh, they've, yeah, um, yeah, because they've confirmed that this will take place in the same storytelling continuity as the television series and the 2000s McGee films. Yeah. And that they are all one thing. But the, t- the titular angels. I mean, Elizabeth Banks directing, she got it. She got it going. Like people wanted to make it for a while, but she was the one who was like, "I'll do it because I have a story I want to tell." And I guess this guy's written yeah. the script for it. And also, it shows that Power Rangers twenty seventeen led to cool things because Naomi Scott said this because they worked together on Power Rangers. So yes. So Naomi Scott will not be disappearing after Aladdin, which is good. Uh, she's fucking great in Aladdin. Yeah. Christian Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Belinsky are the. The titular angels. Elizabeth Banks is directing, and she's also appearing as, as liaison agent Bosley, as of course, so are uh, Jimon Honsu and Patrick Stewart. Right, sure. <laughs> so, yeah. um, this happens to me with that Terminator movie. If anybody should have known that was coming out, it should have been me. Nope, nope. <laughs> no, no. Um, he's also written uh, Game Boys, which Ooh. is a, this isn't in production yet. It's in it's in development. Uh, a pair of video game junkies recruited by the Department of Homeland Security to lead a battle against monsters that have come to life from a video game. Pixels. That sounds like a remake of Pixels. It's Pixels. Um, and he's also, With a better title, to be fair. He's also... Uh, worked, that's the, actually, that's a great title for a video game movie about gamers. Game he, Boys. He's also oh. done some work on the in-development, probably stalled, um, pro, uh, Chris Pratt, Priyanka Chopra... Um, Cowboy Ninja Viking adaptation. Cool. Take Chris Pratt out and rush into production. Uh, directed uh, by Michelle McLaren, apparently. Oh, definitely rush into production, but please take out Chris Pratt. Yeah, but there's also... Unless he gets killed off in the first scene. There are th- two other writers on that screenplay. Dude, like, massively financially supports his church, which is very anti-homosexual. Ah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I heard something about it on page one about it, and he basically came out and was like, I don't know what the church does. It's like, I you, you throw money at them, dude. Like, Bullshit! Maybe learn about your, your church. I just, I don't know. It's like when I found out the lead of uh, Handmaid's Tale 
is, a, is a Scientologist. I'm just yeah. like, do you not see the irony in you oh, being so involved people, in the show? So many people have called her on it and been like, right, okay, <laughs> so here's Gilead, here's your cult. Yeah. And she's just, no, I, I, I don't see it. They're not they're completely different. It's completely different. It's, 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 it's a cult, but we're not. I really hope you come through on the microphone, Keeks, because if you don't, it's going to be really weird. No, I well, like that. I like the idea of people. I was happy to slunk off into the kitchen and you asked me about Screwball. I like the idea of people, I like the idea of people listening and going, I. I, can, yeah. I think I can hear something based on the levels. So you're sort of like a ghost in the machine. And as a ghost in the machine, Let's leave that what curse would you like to put on the listeners? Okay. Yeah, just pick a curse. Like you're a ghost in the machine. Don't don't. You can haunt them. The it's a horror like film about curse. technology, man. They're already like, we're listening. It to the they're already listening to us. How much more do you want to curse them? To be fair, I feel like the curse from uh, the ghost in the machine would be. The most recent adaptation of Ghost to in the Machine. To watch Ghost in the Machine. <laughs> you mean, uh, the fact you mean Ghost in the Shell? Oh, yes. too many ghosts. Too many, you many mean, ghosts. You mean Ghost in the Shell? Too many ghosts, too many, many ghosts. We need some more zombies in here. Uh, Said no one ever. We're sick of them. But you know what we're no. not sick of? You guys getting in touch. BigTimeContact at gmail.com Actually. You can also tweet us, oh, at BigTimeCast. No, please get in touch But not Matt. Um, like, just blanket for Matt. Please do. Uh, you can also watch us twitch.tv slash BigTimeStream. It's the only thing that makes you feel relevant or wanted. Hey, come that doesn't make me feel relevant or wanted. We'll listen to you guys next week. Keep in the wax. Have a good Matsumaki care. We'll see you all later. No. That doesn't mean wax. It's supposed to be hairy. It's supposed to be hairy. Okay?